And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, September 26th. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the yard and alongside me, as always, trying to figure out his new computer <laughs> right here, right now. It's Tass Mellis. I really appreciate everything that comes with a new computer, but sometimes, you know, there's some curveballs along the way. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass, if we're being honest, but once you get it up and running, yes, it's, it's one oh, more I'm thing. getting into it with my fingerprint, Skeets. I like that. Oh, you added that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now they have all your information, though. Yeah, I'm screwed. I should, and then I just publicized that right here, right now. <laughs> Someone true. is hacking my fingerprints right now. Don't look at this. Don't yeah. look at this fingerprint. Yeah, don't don't take I'm, a screen grab. I'm showing you. Yes, do not do that. Finger. Uh, JD's in the background pushing the buttons, making things happen. We're here in the yard. There's still a lot of work going on at, uh, at the Classic Factory, trying to get it ready in time for the start of the NBA season, which is, well, a few weeks away, but it was NBA Media Day today, Tass. That's why we had to mm-hmm. jump on here. We'll talk about NBA Media Day, the highlights, anything you took away from any of these press conferences. And then we got some news and notes, a couple trades, a couple trade rumors with Jay Crowder. So we'll get into that. Shout out to the stream team, though. Joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. You know the drill. Uh, and quickly... It is Monday, right? Yeah, I said Monday. Um, <laughs> yeah. It feels weird. Um, <laughs> our schedule is looking like this this week. New No Dunks podcast tomorrow with special guest Alex Wong. Yes, he's going to talk about, uh, well, his previous book and his upcoming book. And I'm sure the Raptors and everything else going on in the NBA world. He's got his own podcast. So Alex yeah. will be the guest. We're also uh, going to talk eggnog. Oh. I've decided. Wow. What, is he a the, fan? That or man loves it? eggnog. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to tell him about the best eggnog he can find in the province of Ontario. <laughs> okay, wow. Get no, ready for I that. I miss everybody. that eggnog. I would, I would cross the border and go get that eggnog in return because it's that good. Really? No, yeah. Wow. Okay, well, that's tomorrow with Alex. Uh, that's that's <laughs> what new. What a pitch. Eastern. What a pitch. Yeah, for sure. What a pitcher of eggnog. Uh, <laughs> then... Tass, you'll be on the No Bunts podcast. That's on Wednesday morning uh, with another special guest, another Canadian, Blake Murphy, uh, who's uh, obviously uh, really follows the Blue Jays um, uh, pretty extensively. So you'll be, I assume you'll be talking a little Toronto and, and MLB playoffs. Actually, we're going to break down the Braves Jays 92 World Series. We're going to go back. It's going to be a way back playback. It's the 30th year anniversary. So oh. we're going to we're going to go through it game by game. Game 1 through game 6. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And so any and maybe like sprinkle in some current MLB whatever's going on. I know we got the judge sitting on 60 still and Yeah, but skates this it's a little the season's a little 
It's a little dull right now. I got to be honest. I know Judge is a yeah. great story, but there aren't a lot of playoff races. There's one race in the NL East, and that's, that's it. it. Oh, okay. So it's it's we're just waiting for the playoffs to arrive in ten days. Okay, so we're talking Braves Jays, ninety two. Yeah, World we're Series. going Jack Jack Morris lifting the leg, oh, popping wow. it in there. Okay, yep. that, I can't wait. I didn't know it was going to be about that, so I'm very excited. I actually know yeah. the, those those games in that series. Okay, Blake Murphy coming on no bunts this week. That's on Wednesday at ten a.m. Eastern. Uh, later on that Wednesday, is this good? Makes its triumphant return to the No Dunks podcast feed. Uh, we didn't have one last week, and I saw the people wondering, where is it? What happened to Is This Good? What happened to Matty O? Uh, guy's a busy guy right now, so didn't have one last week, but that comes back on Wednesday. I think it's me, Lee, and JD talking to Matty O about the hot new topics and whether or not they're good. And then, final one here for the week will be on Thursday, new No Buffs, Survivor 43 recap podcast. That's myself. That's Trey. That's JD talking about uh, episode two of Survivor. And uh, I encourage you to check out our No Buffs YouTube feed, podcast feed. And uh, we have in the description of that show a link to get in our fantasy pool, our No Buffs Survivor fantasy pool this year. Got some prizes uh, to the top seven finishers on the season. Tess, you've, you've signed up. I saw. Yes. I saw your name there. Uh, have you made your picks yet? Because you still have time, of course. I have, but... Okay. Might flip them because we oh. still have time to flip them as yeah, well. You do, you do. You don't do. Oh, but do you want to second guess yourself? Just go with your yes. gut. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's it's a tough season, <laughs> as always. With Survivor. it's impossible. Let's be honest. It's impossible. Yeah, it you is. Just, you just have to get lucky. But it's a lot of fun, and uh, we'll be making our picks and talking about those. Okay. So NBA Media Week. Uh, it tipped off over the weekend. Had the Wizards, Hawks, Bucks, and then the defending champion Warriors, all those teams that are competing overseas in preseason NBA Global Games, they held their media days over the weekend. And then the rest of the league it has either spoken to TAS or is speaking to currently yes. uh, the media right now. I know this is uh, maybe a difficult question, but have you had any favorite moments or takeaways from any of these media days from any of these teams? <sighs> You better believe it, baby. I think the uh, juiciest one is R.J. Barrett of the New York Knicks coming out and saying, quote, I really think we're going to shock the world. Gotta love it. I gotta love some New York Knicks drama because it sure feels like that image uh, of of R.J. Barrett saying that because it's being Instagrammed. The comment is there. The Athletic already has it up. That's just yep. going to come back and bite the Knicks in the ass six months from now, as it always does, because it's the Knicks. So I got as, as much as I love the confidence and I love the Jalen Brunson signing, I just I just don't know because because I've been going through my mind all, all morning long with the dogs that are in the Eastern Conference. It's so good, Skeets. It's just yeah. so good at the top. Yeah, there's just so many good teams. You know, the Raptors have to be a 50 win team with them bringing back all those guys and all the minutes. They have to be to me. The Cavs should be a 50 win team, but how can they win 50 games when you've got the Sixers, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Heat? And then you know, there's still a bunch of other teams. So the Knicks yep. proclaiming RJ proclaiming them as a team that is going to shock the world. I mean, it'd be shocking if they're in the top eight with all those teams <laughs> I named, right? I, I think. <laughs> Oh God, that better be their goal, I would hope. But yeah, yeah. shock the world. That's a, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, uh, we had to mention this, the Bulls. Like, there's but, so many teams. Yeah, but this is media day, Tass. Everybody's yeah. full of optimism. Everybody's zero yes. zero. Nobody's lost a game yet, and yeah, everybody's gonna win the championship. You almost yeah. so you almost want them to like 
to 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 make a survivor analogy here, Jeff Probst, he used to get himself into trouble with the survivor community at times because every upcoming season, Probst would say, "Huh." This one's amazing. This one is going to shock you. We got these incredible new castaways. You're going to love this. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Hype it up, hype it up, hype it up. And then sometimes it would fall flat on its face. Now it's still the greatest show ever made. But sometimes, you know, the seasons weren't that amazing. So then he sort of stopped doing that. And I think that's the smart move. We should have seen this at Media Day. Players and coaches and teams going, nah, we're not that good. Yeah, we may not. I think Popovich did this, actually. I think he told them not to go bet on the Spurs to win the title. Uh, this yeah. season. That's the move. Yeah. Expectations low and then exceed yeah. them. And Pop is hot. Somehow he's exceeding expectations. He was asked, what keeps you coming back year after year, Pop? And he said, my paycheck. That's right. Yeah. Ugh, Dollar bills. I've never, I, that's a great line. Pop keeps yeah. producing. I guess so, Skeets. I guess unless you're Boston Rob or you know somebody who performs every time he's on the show, you yeah. can't just say we're going to shock the world because R.J. Barrett has not shocked the world quite yet in that way. And... I just uh, it, it, because it's the Knicks. I know you you're O and O as you said. Of course you can be optimistic. Like we'll, we'll get to Zion. I'm drinking that Zion Kool Aid, but you're the Knicks, and so uh, you've learned. You should have learned that this can come bite you in the ass. But that that was one that jumped out to me. Right, right, and and you're right. I mean, the kid says something like that. He's trying to be optimistic. He's excited. You know, he's got the big uh, contract now, and he might be the guy there. Like, who knows, right? Along with Brunson and Randall and stuff like that. But yeah, it just gets it gets plucked and pulled and put on every graphic. And then if the Knicks are to start three and seven and whatever, he's struggling. Then you know, of course, it's going to be brought back up. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're pumped on Zion though, too. You saw the photos, obviously. I think Trey was tweeting, "Look at those boulder shoulders. He's looking good." <laughs> Well, I like how it has been affirmed that he has actually taken his exercise routine seriously. I know it's just one photo and those mm-hmm. shoulders look great, but there was an article on by Will Guillory on The Athletic talking to Zion Williamson's trainer. And I know we all get excited. Hashtag, hashtag muscle watch. We're all looking at these guys right. and Zion went up to the podium uh, with his jersey so you could see the shoulders. And yeah, we're all just excited because Zion, there's talk about him getting back on the floor. But to read Will Guillory's column on The Athletic and to read that the trainer basically said, this is the first time in Zion Williamson's history where he is dead set on his routine and 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 actually making the most out of that body uh, that he has been given. So I'm buying that because it, it, that, there's some there's some talk about that. There there's some there's some actual for me that's factual evidence that the, that you know the trainer said that this is this is legit now. This is mm-hmm. Zion getting to his peak. So that doesn't mean he's not going to get injured, I suppose. But if he's putting himself, I think, in the best position. So I'm drinking that Kool Aid. Are you drinking that Kool Aid, or is, it, is that just me? I mean, I'm high on the Pelicans, and I know we'll get to CJ McCollum and his contract extension and what that team did last year, and then you add Zion? Yeah, sure. And, like, uh, you know, they really played hard for Willie Green, and, you know, I think there's a photo going around Twitter of David Griffin, like, yes. know, almost swooning in the background. He's very obviously uh, excited about this upcoming season. I yeah, think it's a photo. Of, we have yeah, it. there it is. There it Good is. Good stuff, JD. It's uh, <laughs> CJ and Zion Williamson getting ready. Look at to, that! Shake hands, we're talking, and there he is. David Griffin just loving this. Look it's at from that. the other he's, room. He's excited. Yeah, he's, he's like through a doorway. <laughs> just just peeking at my prized possessions. Uh, oh, he's pumped. He's yeah. pumped. Uh, but, yeah, you said it. Everybody's like, 
in the best shape they've ever been in, and here we go. Yeah. But, yeah. But but we know that Zion Williamson, you know, this this is all through hearsay and all that. But we know he hasn't been. Uh, he's a young player. He hasn't been set on his his diet routine. Like nobody yeah. is really right. when they're in their first couple of years. And so, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm just excited to see again a guy who puts in 27 points per game on 61% shooting when he's healthy and – they're telling me that he's healthy and and beyond healthy. I mean, this really like like if he is to that level where he is a, a totally new player, yeah, he's going to put I think put himself in the best position to stay on the floor, which is obviously the most important thing. And and damn, 27, 60%? Like what are the numbers going to be? What are yeah. the numbers going to be when he's got a supporting CJ uh and a supporting Brandon Ingram? I mean, they 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 could be 30 a game. And, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think we're burying the lead here though on the highlight of uh, NBA Media Day, at least to me, it has to be Jimmy's hair. Jimmy Butler showing up at the uh, Media Day press conference, and I know we have a photo for everybody here on YouTube. Um, it is a, it's a, it's a sight to see here. I mean, we knew this; we had seen photos and videos of him with the uh, braid extensions, but he, but he still has them. And I mean, like the media room was laughing. There's a hilarious clip of him and Taylor Rooks. Like basically, she can't stop laughing, and he's like uh, cutting it up with her. And I guess he's gonna get rid of them, Tass, maybe before the start of the season. But what? <laughs> just assume. What a he assume well, I he think he said. I think he said something about he might get rid of them. Huh. That's disappointing. <laughs> he, said, he said he just did this like to get the internet talking all summer. And, you know, you know, it worked for a week. So uh, I think it's even weirder seeing him baby faced, like no, like sort of scraggly beard or any beard whatsoever. That's that's the yeah. looks like he looks like a different person and not just because of the because the extensions. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's he's long in the back and short on the front right now. <laughs> right. And uh, it's it's strange. I like I'm so dumb when it comes to hair. I, I thought I saw those in the off season. I thought. Could did he grow his hair? But I like how you called it. It was like three months ago. I just don't yeah. know how long it takes to grow hair. I, I just got no idea. I have a friend who's talking about shaving her head, and she didn't know if she wanted to shave her head. And I thought I'll grow back, no problem. And she and then she said it take like four years to grow yeah. back to like shoulder length. I said four years. That's how long it takes to grow back hair? I guess so. So Jimmy didn't grow that in the offseason. You, nope. You've solved it for me there, the braid extensions. Yep. But why doesn't he just tie it back like Jimmy or um, Jay Crowder? Right, you know, or his like, real hair there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, people in just, the stream team right now, some of them are seeing this photo for the first time, Jimmy there with that look. And uh, the clean shave has people... Uh, you know, doing a doing a double take, as Gustavo says there. That's, I'm with you. It was like one thing to see the hair in, in sort of in person, but it was another like, whoa, where's his where's his facial hair? Jimmy's always got facial hair. I feel like he just looks yeah, looks strange. It is strange. Uh, I like how his teammate Max Drew said all summer I worked on staying in bounds uh, because you know his uh, his foot hovered over the the sideline there. Was he in bounds? Was he out of bounds? Uh, but yeah, those are the, my moments. Any other uh, big media day moments from you? Uh, I mean, the only notes I have are, <laughs> I love when just someone randomly changes their number. So we got Rudy Gay changing his number from 8 uh, to 22, which he wore in UConn and early in his NBA career. So, okay, Rudy Gay back to weird. 22. Yep. At this point uh, of his career, very weird. Yeah. Uh, Markeith Morris had a great quote about the Nets summer, obviously with all the drama around KD and 
and uh, Kyrie and everything. And he said, quote, it's just the NBA. We got to be able to sell something in the summer. Markeith Morris, he knows. Content is king. Yeah. Uh, weird yeah. vibes around some teams, I will say. Like, that's one takeaway. Maybe the Nets. Because you got Nash having to address, you know, Durant basically wanting him fired and KD speaking of the matter. Like, it's just yeah, a little odd. that's rough. Yeah. yeah. And then Suns are a little strange. We'll get to the Crowder thing. He's not there. But you have the whole eight and back. And obviously the Sarver stuff and him selling the team. And, uh, and then the Celtics with everybody, some of the players, having some sort of eye-opening quotes about the Udoka suspension and moving forward. And it's just strange, I think, all three of those teams. And not that that's really a surprise, I would say. No, no, it's not. The Brooklyn Nets have got to be one of the weirder scenarios. I listed a bunch of those Eastern Conference teams earlier. I didn't even list the Nets because who oh, yeah. knows what happens yeah. there, but they have two of the greatest players in the freaking world. I didn't even mention the Atlanta Hawks. Seeing their media day picture of John Collins, Trey Young, and new Hawk, DeJounte Murray, makes you think that that team they should be, be They should yeah. be good. Yeah. There's so many teams. There's going to be – like last year, I think it was one through four, uh, 53 wins up top and then 51 wins – for the fourth place team. So all four teams had 51 to 53 teams. You can see a lot of that happening again, where they take some wins from each other yeah. and you don't have like a, even a 55 win team. There's just too many good teams there. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of them. Yeah. I think the only other note I have here, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Said that the bench decorum rule, which you might remember the Mavericks were fined for several times last postseason. Tim Hardaway Jr. Thinks it should be called the Theo Pinson rule. <laughs> because Pinson was like the lead cheerleader through the Mavericks uh, conference finals run there, which caused Dallas to be fined $175,000 in three separate instances for uh, for the bench players standing <laughs> too long for an extended period of time. Uh, remember I brought that up at one point uh, early in the postseason. Like, what's, do they, the NBA doesn't care about this anymore, but they did, I guess, and they and they fined him. So I guess the Theo the Pinson, Pinson rule. rule. Yeah, I don't mind it. He's got a good name for it, I think. Yeah, I, and it's, it's he's you know one of those players that everybody says he's a good, a good locker room guy, a good teammate, but never really done a ton in the NBA. He's made his mark on the, on the bench, essentially, uh, as far as us NBA yeah nerds go so i like how somebody else somebody who's not really known for anything else gets you know put into that yeah now we can remember sure uh, yeah it's you know if, if you got a shot you got the, the 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 kiss or something like that's that's memorable now uh right. for him. the theo theo standing on pins on needles no okay no. Whatever. <laughs> i do like anyway. uh we can say like hey stop being such a theo over there, you know, like sit down. You can start yeah. like, heckling that other at teams yeah, that good. stop being a pinson. Um, we can we can workshop that, but uh, <laughs> I like that from uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Let us know in the stream team if there's anything uh, else you loved from Media Day over the weekend or on Monday uh, here today uh, if you are live. Because it, I mean, if you're on Twitter today, it is just it. Your feed is going nuts. Like it's just. Uh, I mean, there was a funny photo of Robin Lopez like boxing out. Because they told them to do something, the photographer said, "Do something natural that you would do in a game." <laughs> so he just <laughs> dropped a box out uh, stance, which is very funny. Like he's box out kid. Uh, I, I saw Herb Jones talking about how bad he was at fishing. Um, I mean, it just goes on. It just goes on and on and on. It's yeah, you really almost you can't keep up. To, no. to be honest. So. No, the athletic did a good job of putting it in a live blog, yeah. so you can just follow along that way. Because you're right. Uh, if if you want, jump on over there. They've got both days. 
front to back, you know, wall to wall coverage. Because when you're on Twitter, yeah, it just comes too fast. And oh, furious. It's, it's too fast, and you're seeing the same thing multiple times yeah. from different accounts. Yeah, I highly recommend the Athletic uh, live blog immediately because they're just pulling the best quotes and the best photos in there, and just it keeps updating. It's a great way to do it. Go to theathletic.com/slash no dunks. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Um, yeah, people are saying Giannis's insight on Euroball was pretty cool. Very, very cool, uh, Roberto. Thanks for pointing that out in the stream team. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Let's get into some of the news here, Tass. And we uh, we mentioned his name there. You were talking about his hair. Uh, the Suns' Jay Crowder is going to sit out training camp as sides work on his trade. I think Shams was breaking this down. He uh, And then Jay Crowder took to Twitter to you know confirm that that he wasn't going to be uh there in phoenix for training camp and they're going to be working on a deal crowder tweeted one must seek work where he is wanted uh (laughs) which sounds very like yoda like to me i don't know if that is a a a quote from someone else but um crowder he's going to be moving on i don't know if you have any thoughts on this are you surprised by this and do you have any trade destinations if you want to get into that I guess I am a little surprised by it, uh, the fact that he was part of a team that went to the finals and isn't extremely old and is kind of a glue guy. Why not keep him around? But uh, at the same time, I guess they can find that in sort of a Tory Craig or uh, you know somebody else on the roster that could help out. But I don't know. They, they just have the core. Obviously, it's Chris Ball and, and Devin Booker and then Mikel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton in the starting lineup. And there's always that fifth. Who is that fifth? Well, I think uh, it's Cam Johnson is why maybe Crowder doesn't like it, is what the word is on the street, that Monty Williams is saying Cam's going to be starting at the four. And oh. maybe that has, you know, Crowder believes that should still be his role and he's still worthy of being a starter. I don't know. I mean, it could be well, part of that's this. great. Then I'm excited because I think that sort of makes sense uh, when you put it that way. Mm-hmm. Be- because Cam Johnson probably has more untapped potential that we haven't seen. Obviously, we know what we're getting from Jay Crowder. Uh, so, yeah, they, I guess, I guess they, they want to weaponize... They want, they want it when the ball stops and, uh, you know, you can you can sort of lay off Crowder a little bit and just guard his three-point shot. Yeah, they, they want to be able to score from all five positions, I guess. So that makes that makes some sense. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, we saw the Cam Johnson. Like, sometimes he, you know, he had a monstrous game last year with the game winner. So, yeah, there's some untapped uh, potential there. They just want all five guys to be able to score, I guess. But I guess it's not – I guess it's more about that than about getting rid of Jay Crowder from – for whatever reason. Yeah, I guess so. And Jay Crowder, he really does feel like the type of guy you could put on any NBA team. And like, yeah. sort of, he can give you minutes. He can either like be a starter if he had to, be your probably your fifth best option out there. Uh, or, of course, he could be coming off the bench. And I mean, he went to the finals with the Heat. He went to the finals with the Suns. So he, like, he obviously has some playoff experience and stuff like that. Yeah, back-to-back um, years. Played, yeah. Started every single game. Played 30-plus minutes a game. You know, but at some some I guess points in his careers, you know, butted some heads a little bit. But yeah, he's fiery for sure. He's fiery, but yeah, a guy's played for a ton of teams. I mean, he's already bounced yeah. around a, a ton, which is kind of surprising. But he's still, you know, fairly young for a a role player. 
Yeah, but wow, what? he's from Villa. Re- he was born in Villa Rica, Georgia, just down the road. Where's that? Uh, Which way? Right by Bucky's. Essentially. Oh, really? Well, well I don't know if it's right by Bucky's, but that way, eighty-five oh. west, uh, okay. twenty west, twenty west. Jesus, twenty west, uh, right before the border, halfway, halfway. Okay, good to know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm fascinated to see like who puts together the most compelling trade package for him because, like, it's not going to be a first-round pick. If Bogdanovich, and we'll get to that trade. I saw somebody asking, you're going to talk about that. I mean, oh, right. he couldn't get a first-round pick to the Jazz. I mean, then I don't think Jay Crowder is. But, I mean, you can move him to a lot of teams because his contract is small, too. It, you know, it doesn't take a lot of a player or two uh, to uh, to put something together. And I know there's some... Uh, there's some popular ones out there that people like. The, I guess Chicago Bulls are at the top of a lot of people's list. Are you moving Kobe White, you know, for example, Javante Green or something for Jay Crowder? What do you think of that? Mm, just to have a little bit more defensive stability. You, you definitely want the Bulls need to be a little a little tougher defensively for sure. Mm-hmm. So this, this would sort of make sense. Uh, to give up one of those young guys, yeah, you kind you kind of hope that Javante Green turns into somewhat of a Jay Crowder, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kobe White. I mean, yeah. Look, the Bulls probably got to give something up to to do this, so maybe you have to. I, uh, that I don't think that I don't think you can compare that Jazz deal though. That that one is just weird. Yeah, Boyan Bogdanovich, a freaking baller, couldn't get a first round pick back from a team that's really weird but then you look at another deal happened a couple months ago like Royce O'Neal from the Jazz got a first round pick back mm-hmm. so I don't know what to believe with these picks like that we'll get to that Jazz deal that one is weird mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah Crowder on, on the Bulls does make sense right? Yeah I think he does I know uh, people have said the Cleveland Cavaliers like he would f- slot in perfectly into sort of like a, a wing position small forward sort of power forward um, you know what nah. would it take Like, don't do it I don't think you'd do it I don't think you'd do it if you're the Cavs even if it's like Chetty Osman and Lamar Stevens, I'm a Chetty man. I, I, yeah, I think I think those guys can score on that team. I think you want some somebody. I know they have obviously they've got some scores now, Don Mitchell and Darius Garland. But I would, I don't think I'd do it. I, mm. I think I'd, I'd roll with the Chetty. Uh, Lamar Stevens, he's he's a young player. I, I think the Cavs are in a good spot. I don't think they go for it with something like that. Uh, and then I saw Lance here in the stream team back to Miami for Jay Crowder. Well, Basketball News had a three-way deal um, where the Heat would receive Jay Crowder, so he would go back to Miami. The Suns would receive O'Shea Brissett and then a future second-round pick by way of Miami. And the Pacers, obviously involved if Brissett is as the third team, they would get Duncan Robinson and a future first-round pick by way of Miami. So they, the Pacers would be the team to make it happen cap-wise because of the Duncan contract and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not against that, uh, some of the moving pieces there. I think the Suns would be the Suns would be like, whoa, that's what we got for Jay Crowder? The Shaper said, I think he's a pretty good uh, player actually in this league and good old Canadian boy as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you can go crazy with every team. You can almost find a somewhat realistic trade if you're putting one or two pieces together. He's got a number that is, is tradable for sure. Yeah, it's like $10 million, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 10 Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, but, I mean, he ain't playing on the Suns. I think we agree. I mean, if he's tweeting in all caps, and he, I guess he deleted the one tweet. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be there, and, and they'll see what they can get for him. Uh, moving on here. 
This was uh, happened over the last couple of days. The Pelicans and CJ McCollum agreed to a two-year, $64 million extension, Tassie. Uh, CJ getting paid here uh, with the uh, extension on this. Does it surprise you? What do you think? These extensions kind of come out of nowhere uh, pretty often, for me anyways. I, yeah. I guess I, I, didn't, I didn't hear about this. And then you kind of look at it and you say, okay, a couple mm-hmm. more years of a very good player. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess uh, both sides wanted to make this happen. <laughs> stability for CJ McCollum, uh, stability for a Pelicans uh, team that, you know, went out and got a very good player at the trade deadline and, and don't want him just for a, a, a short window. But David Griffin is really going for it with this core. Mm-hmm. Now that you, you lock up a guy now for, he'll be under contract for four years, Brandon Ingram under contract for three years. And the key still lies with Mr. Zion Williamson. <laughs> this looks like a good deal of Zion plays. If he if it doesn't, then they could if, if he doesn't, then a couple of years from now they could be scrambling is is how it how it sort of looks at the but you know <laughs> with Zion playing, these these pieces all fit. It's all it's about. It's about Zion playing and I got to be pretty pumped if I'm if I'm the Pelicans front office. I don't know if they made this decision based on how Zion looks, but you know, on paper this all looks good. It's it's just whether or not they're actually on the basketball floor together. Yeah, McCollum, if you don't remember, came over from Portland uh, right around the trade deadline last year mm-hmm. and played really well. I mean, he averaged like 24 points per game, high efficiency. Um, you know, high usage rate actually because Ingram was missing a lot of time there. Obviously, no Zion. Like that's the thing we haven't haven't seen CJ play with Zion Williamson. I think it makes sense. I know McCollum was pretty excited to be like more of a point guard almost. Like he was really sort of like the ball handler uh, when he came to New Orleans, um, running sort of like a one-two combo there, and he likes that. So I like this. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. That wasn't like, ugh, what CJ McCollum like. His game should age well, and he's yeah. on a good team here. And, uh, you know, he came in there and gave him a little veteran leadership, and they made they made some noise in the playoffs. They took two games off the Suns, they if did. I remember correctly, right? After getting yeah, for the playoffs. So. Yeah, they went to the six. They've got chemistry. <laughs> Will it work with Zion? It should, like you said. Well, mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it? <laughs> it, it? It should definitely – they should definitely gel together. Yeah, it's all about the books and whether or not they're playing because in a couple years they'll be paying – those three guys from McCollum, Ingram, and Zion over a hundred million bucks, mm-hmm. and yeah, if one of those guys isn't playing, you kind of need all three to be really good. Like, yeah, yeah. they they sort of they met expectations and more without Zion Williamson winning two games in the first round, and that's probably all you're going to expect if even two of those guys are playing. Yeah, ah, I say that, but who knows? Who knows with Zion and what a special talent he is? If it's Zion and Ingram and McCollum's not there, then they could still be a really good team. I. I don't know. I'm drinking the Zion Kool-Aid. I'm in. I'm in for now. And they're going to have to give Herb Jones like a $30 million contract in, in a couple of years, the way that guy plays. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, going to get very expensive. So, congrats there to McCollum. In uh, in in seeing about seeing this news and reading about it, uh, The Athletic like directed me to uh, an old article from Will Guillory uh, when McCollum came from Portland to New Orleans. And I had forgotten about this little piece in that. Um, I, I don't know if it ever came up on the show, but I'm going to read it. This is from Will Guillory there at The Athletic about McCollum. CJ breaks the season down into 25-game chunks, and he charts all of his misses over those periods, evaluating what went wrong on each of them. Did the ball go right or left? 
Was he leaning when he took the shot? How long did he hold his follow-through? How many of the misses were contested? How many were uncontested? True sicko shit right there. Like, <laughs> this guy's going back and watching the tape on all of his misses, or at least getting somebody to track it all for him? Wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see that data, you know? Is oh, yeah. he going left on more? Is he going right? Ah, that's cool. So he's uh, he's just a, he just studies the game was the whole point of that. Yeah. I guess does that guess that helps him? Like if he was going left 20 games ago, I don't know, you know, like yeah, oh, I mean if someone can well, apply. Yes, he seems like the type of player that could like look at all that, see the tape, see the numbers and then like apply it. Like yeah. I don't think I don't think that would work for everybody. Like no. some guys are the opposite. It's like, "Hey man, you're thinking way too much. Just hoop." But CJ feels like one of those rare cats that it's like, no, the way he computes the game and sees the game and his basketball intelligence like off the charts. Yeah, I could see how, I, why that would work. Yeah, for it's yeah. like the Kyle Korver twenty point checklist or whatever that was. Like right. If, if he knows, if he can, you know, put it all together real quick, then yeah, I guess it helps that he know that yesterday he was going left. Uh, the twenty five game chunks part is in, yeah, yeah that, breaks it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Mount Everest in flip-flops? <laughs> yeah, I've been there too. Not Mount Everest. Well, that's <laughs> Never been wild. to Mount Everest. I would wear shoes. <laughs> but the habit part, we've all been there. Yep. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume! <laughs> it's not about giving up, it's about switching up. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors, and I love flavors. Simply love flavors. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. Great to use your fingers for fidgeting. <laughs> Made from beautiful real wood. <laughs> this is real wood. Real wood, finger fidgets. Fume tastes better than you think. It's like a refreshing herbal tea. Not too sweet and very natural. Plus, Fume just released a magnetic stand for your fume. So there's no more losing it around the house. That sucks, right? Oh, that yeah. sure does. Losing your fume around the house? How are you supposed to fidget? No, where's my fume? <laughs> where's my fume? Dude, where's my fume? <laughs> your tattoo says fume. Your tattoo says flavored air. Start the year off right with a good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is given no dunks listeners 10% off when they use code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfum.com slash dunks to save 10% off the journey pack today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, what if you had an extra hour in your day? What would you do? Mm. Get some shots up. Yeah. <laughs> Bake a cake. Sure. <laughs> Go for a run. Me, I'm getting some dinks in. Thank you very much. Uh, all, a lot of us spend our lives wishing... We had some more time. The question is, time for what? What if time was unlimited? How would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive 
coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma or guys who get nicknamed the skedaddler. <laughs> if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist pissed and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com slash no dunks today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash no dunks okay let's get to the uh the trade that did happen over the last couple days the pistons coming out of nowhere here acquiring boyan bogdanovich from the jazz all it took him was Kelly Olenek and Sabin Lee. And uh, Tass, I had seen you tweeting about Bogdanovich before the trade even happened. And you were saying, like, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but like, this is going to be a good get, probably, for whoever gets him. Obviously, a great three-point shooter. Uh, been around for a while, bit of a veteran. So I think you like this from the Detroit side of things. What a steal for the Pistons. I think it's just a, a really, really smart move. Look, he's not winning a new championship. He's maybe a little past his prime at 33 years old, but he can sure show the young guys how to work and score. Like a guy who's who'll be beside him in Sadiq Bay, who had himself a 50-point game at the end of the last season. You know, Bogdanovich has had a 44-point game because he can freaking yeah. fire. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he's been he's a near 40% shooter for uh, an eight-year career and. The number one thing is to to help those young guys. Number two thing is to help them win. Uh, and number three thing is he could be flipped for a better player by the deadline if, if they decide just to stay young. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's going to garner a better player than Kelly Olynyk or Saban Lee. <laughs> I, I just think that Troy Weaver made a, a real shrewd move here in Detroit. I just don't get why Bogdanovich couldn't have got a better player for Danny Ainge and the Jazz. I don't know if Danny Ainge just loves Kelly Olynyk so much that he needed him on his team, but Bogdanovich isn't just a one-way score type guy. Like He has stepped up in the playoffs when he was with the Pacers. He's guarded LeBron. He's not a pushover. He is, no. He's a tough, tough guy. And I didn't envision him on the Pistons. Um, I envisioned him on more of you know, a role like... We were just talking about with Jay Crowder, like, you know, yeah, more, more of a contending of a, team. Yeah. yeah, third, fourth guy that could win you games. I mean, you go to him at the end of games to hit shots. So I think the Pistons did great. Yeah, I was loving this trade for Detroit. And for all the reasons you said, um, you know, he they had a bunch of centers on their team because Kelly Olenek really is a is a stretch five. Uh, Bogdanovich, uh, six, seven. He's more of a more of a four. I guess you could even play him at the three. So it opens up. A little more time at the center position for some of their young guys uh, on Detroit. They needed some wing guys, so he's does that. And they needed shooting. Detroit was one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. Bogdanovich is a 39% career three-point shooter, um, which is, you know, really, really elite on quite a bit of attempts. So that's good. Opens up more room for Cade, more room uh, for some of their shooters on the wing and their uh, attackers and stuff like that. So I like that. And you said it. This guy, Bogdanovich... He's playing for his contract. I mean, he's a free agent at the end of next season. He makes 19 mil. He's at that age where he's probably got one more pretty decent, you know, contract if he plays well. So he's going to be, you know, he's going to be like trying to fill it up. Uh, And that means 
you make a decision if you're Troy Weaver and the Pistons around the deadline. It's like, oh, somebody's offering us something too good that we can't turn down uh, because he's not a part of our super long-term plans. Then, then let's just do that. So that's a win-win to me. Um, I like it. Totally. I, they probably look at themselves and say, why can't we be the Cavs of last year? Let's surprise some people with how much talent. Like the backcourt of Cade and Jaden Ivey and then the frontcourt – uh, you know, with Sadiq Bey on the wing and Bogdanovich and Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, I think they believe. I think they, they yeah, definitely use some, could use some space there for, for Ivy, and this helps. But they got a lot of talent. And you know, I, I don't think they're thinking, hey, let's flip him for an asset. <clears throat> I think they're probably thinking, well, let's be good. Yeah. But they could. And, yeah. uh, this, is, this really saves their ass. I, I, I don't get it from the Jazz perspective. I well, come on, the Jazz, more. you don't get it because they didn't get something better back. Yeah, something but, decent. I, I know there's yeah. talks like that they were uh, had to take somebody's big, big salary back for Bogdanovich and, and this Olenek and Saban Lee is a way around that. But mm-hmm. your team stinks, is going to stink this year. Uh, you couldn't get an asset back or a huge salary. Like some combination i guess i guess not i mean no. danny Ainge isn't a dumb guy but it's just it's confusing to me yeah i think they sliced five million off their uh, salary cap sheet for this season this coming season but that at the cost of adding more salary in 23 24 uh mm. but that's all because of sometimes partial guarantees and stuff like that but yeah i was a little shocked that uh that was all that was coming back there but nice move from the detroit pistons who are I mean, look, they're going to try and be one of those. You're not going to, you know, you didn't list them when you're going through all those Eastern Conference teams. And I think you rightfully didn't list them. But the hype around them, if Cade starts the season like he ended it last year, it's like, why couldn't this be a team at least fighting for a play in tournament uh, spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that would be a hell of an achievement uh, if they could do that here with this team. And I saw a great point from Ziller, too, uh, in his newsletter. I think it was today, or yeah, it must have been today, actually talking about just the value of solid veterans on a rising team, like in recent seasons, yeah. like recent past, like the Cavs, Rubio and Kevin Love, the Wolves with Beverly, the Grizzlies, Steven Adams and, and Kyle Anderson and the Pelicans with CJ McCollum and Valanchunas and stuff like that. It's nice to have some, you know, some guys that have been around the block and uh, can help sort of steer the ship there. Uh, mm. So nice move from Detroit. Yeah. They want to be the Cavs, the Pistons, are this year's Cavs? I'm not. I'm not oh. actually. I don't actually mean they're going to win that many games. Right. The Cavs ended up winning 44, but that's got to be what they're aiming for. So if somebody wants to put that on a graphic and send it around Instagram like it's a fake quote, but it's a real quote that I said, go ahead. The Pistons <laughs> are this year's Cavs, because uh, because that makes sense. Like Bogdanovich is yeah exactly like the the Kevin Love Ricky Rubio help out the young guys in Mobley and Garland and Allen like. They did last year, so they're trying to help out. Yeah, Cade and Stewart and Ivy and Bay. I mean, they got talent. I look forward to liking that uh, Instagram <laughs> photo or tweet with your face, Tass well, saying uh, the Pistons are last year's cat. I will like that. Yeah, instantly. little face. My little face. Little they, face. You got to sell the athlete. Yeah, athlete's yeah. That's the big one. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be Bogdanovich? People are going to be pumped about that? Cade. No, Cade. Cade. Oh, Cade. Like okay. all the Pistons. Okay, good. Oh, okay. Group shot. Love it. Yeah. Uh, final one here. I mean, look, this took the NBA by storm last week. Uh, and it's still, if we're being completely honest, a still a little mysterious what actually happened. But we know Ime Udoka has been suspended by the Celtics for the 2022-23 season. Entire year tasks. Um, 
crazy, crazy story again that I will reiterate. We don't really know sort of the full details of what the hell happened. I'm not sure we're ever going to because you had the players talking about it oddly today at Media Day. We've had the ownership and the Celtics and Brad Stevens sort of like not saying a whole lot, but saying it's the right decision, trust us. So I don't know if you have mm-hmm. any thoughts on this. Crazy. We definitely don't know the details. And this is one thing I think the Celtics wanted to keep internal, but it was leaked first uh, by... <laughs> What, what, what's, what's well, this? I'm scoffing at, like, I can't think of a story handled worse. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's been handled pretty poorly. I mean, yeah, the, you know, yeah, we've had some other ones in the NBA, but this is one where they didn't want it to leak to Adrian Wojnarowski first as a as a sort of a rumor, very vague rumor, and then Sean Zerania yeah. came in and you know, put some more specifics on it. And, and yep. even still, we still don't know the specifics. So there's been a, this very long period where, yeah, the, the Twitterati, all, all the, the Twitter uh, detectives are trying to figure things out, which has subjugated women in the Celtics organization to some uh, ridiculous and uh, very hateful comments. And, mm-hmm. and that's been extremely, extremely unfortunate. And and still, it's sort of, like you said, it's sort of in this middle ground now. It's in this purgatory where it's not reported fully, and it's obviously not kept in-house either. So it's this thing where uh, we still don't know what happened with Ime Yudoka, but something bigger than consensual sex with another employee happened. Because right. there's people like Matt Barnes on ESPN who came out and defended Ime Udoka at first. It's consensual sex. It happens, mm-hmm. uh, was sort of the premise. And then, you know, he got off air and said, listen, somebody told me the details. And it's way more than that. And that's got to be the case for him to be suspended for a year. Uh, and it's, you know, it's just, uh, listen, it's, it's, it's all, you know, it's all fun to speculate, but these are people's lives. And this is something that uh, should be kept in house. And I don't think he comes back. I don't know if you, if uh, I just think that's highly unlikely to, to fly yeah. in a season next next season. It feels very unlikely, but I think it adds even to the layer of confusion with all of this. Like even from the player side of things, like it could be their coach next year. So it's like they're probably like tiptoeing around what they think they should say. It's so strange. Um yeah, the most we know, and and it was weird how it was all coming out. So people were jumping to conclusions to either defend them or roast them, whatever side you were on. Uh Sham said team leadership was led to believe by both parties that the relationship was consensual. There was that. But sources said that the woman recently accused Udoka of making unwanted comments toward her, leading the team to launch this internal uh, sort of investigation, interviews and stuff like that. And I feel like the team keeps saying like, like, like multiple incidents too. I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's being like peppered in there a lot. So um, yeah, he gets the one year suspension and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But I mean, wild for a team that was just in the finals like what does this do to the boston celtics like i mean you still include them as one of the best teams in the east like mm-hmm. sure they got the talent that plays out there but you know the coach is important obviously the vibes of a team are very important i think in basketball and and i wonder how they they deal with all this yeah it's it's difficult to say from this vantage point because it's all about the chemistry do they like yeah. joe Missoula? he's extremely young he's had three years in his, as an assistant he's 33 uh if if I'm correct, that's... Uh, yeah, 33, 34, something like that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if he can head the team as far as on the court goes, then maybe they put it behind him. 
mm-hmm. it's it's possible. It's it's very possible with the the amount of talent that they have. Just a strange scenario where the Celtics would have rather, uh, I'm sure, kept it in house and. Yeah, they, no one's fully given the details, which, you know, they're, they're in a way they're protecting Ime Udoka, I, I, I would think. Mm-hmm. As, as you said, the multiples, it sure feels like multiple instances. It feels like it definitely is far more than just consensual sex, but um, it's something that uh, is, he's, he's being somewhat protected right now. And, and it's, a, it's, it's very unlikely to me that they bring him back. But yeah. uh, like, how do you, how? how? How do you bring him back after a year? He's just had. A one-year hiatus. He's he's paid leave. I guess he's not paid leave, but leave for a year, and then you just come back and yeah, you get your job back. And it's just there it feels could odd be to me. This people is are so, pointing out there could yeah. be legal issues why he's not actually fired yet because you have to continue this. I mean, it could be that uh, they have to. They're trying to cover their asses and stuff like that. Yeah, he could. Fire, but they could fire a guy for whatever reason. They could just say it's basketball reasons. I mean, if yeah. after he reached the it's finals, the finals. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably, so probably it, it's yeah. To me, I, I I don't. It's just this is such an unprecedented scenario. Again, mm-hmm. lots of unprecedented scenarios these last few years with the the Kyrie situation, the Ben Simmons situation, and this one. I I don't know how he comes back as a Celtic, anyways. Yeah, and uh, as for. Players on the floor, the Celtics also took a hit there because the f- team announced on Friday that Robert Williams III, he had successful knee surgery, but that his timetable to resume basketball activities has doubled from the previous uh, claim they were dropping. It's now up to like eight to 12 weeks. So, I mean, it was four to six weeks. Now it's eight to 12 weeks. That would put them like, I mean, we could, we may not see him till. Thanksgiving at least Christmas even I guess is possible you don't want to rush him back after he was playing through injury in the in the uh, postseason run there but he's obviously an important piece to this Celtics team yeah they can still I think have enough guys to cover you know while we're I know they're kind of thin up front but as far as like you know the first couple seasons first couple months I should say of the season I think they'll be okay. I think it's unfortunate for him because it sure looks like he played through pain in April, May, and June, and now he's suffering because of it. Uh, or, or um, I, I just don't feel like it was handled all that properly either. And this is right. probably the time where he needs to sit out as long as possible because I still believe that at Horford, you know, as a, as a leader of that front line, can can get it done. This team is sure. too, you know, it was with Tatum. Horford was incredible. I mean, yeah. And then Tatum's going to play four, the four a lot. So, yeah, I think Horford said in media day too. He's ready to uh, to go back to backs now. He's is that he's that in shape? Uh-huh. good. That's what I think. Yeah, because he was right. like there was you know some rest decisions there, but uh, I, you'll have to uh, sort of hold down the fort there at the center position for a good chunk of it if Robert Williams is going to miss some time. But they're obviously still a talented team, uh, but going to be a weird, weird season at least for a little bit. Yeah, um, we'll guess- see. I guess Al Horford drank a lot of chocolate milk. That man loves his chocolate milk. The bones are strong. <laughs> I like that we started this podcast talking eggnog and we're starting to oh, yeah. Yeah. talking chocolate milk. Mm. Yeah, uh, Both products that I've been forced to drink way too much on the air and puke for your enjoyment uh, <laughs> in, the, uh, in the run of this show. Yeah. Right? Because then I did chocolate milk way back at the score in the Basketball Jones days. Yeah, that was... Uh... I was thinking of the eggnog for sure. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I do. I do remember you having a couple, uh, couple I liters of milk. I thought it was milk. It was milk. No, I was... think it was. I thought it was chocolate. Well, it was milk. It was from your wife's milk bar, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I think we got that you was... a, a nice light vanilla. That Thanks. does sound right. It does sound Sm- right. Smelled good, I remember. Mm. All right, that was good milk. Better yeah. than the eggnog. You know, <laughs> Don't ever drink a vat of eggnog. Ask Alex if you could drink a, a giant bowl, like a punch bowl of eggnog in one sitting. You see how much he really likes eggnog after that. You get the shakes, man. You get the sugar shakes. Oh. Yeah, that was our only puke on air. Thank yeah, God. and we were just going off the air while I was puking. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was not not like we got fired, but like <laughs> no. yeah, this, this we the, were, the, the show. show was over, and I was barfing my guts out <laughs> in the back of our studio at the at the starters. Go check it out if you're into that type of thing. Uh, let's call it there, Tassie. Thanks for jumping on with me. I'm glad the computer made it through it. Um, yeah. Mine didn't. What? Well, my recording crapped out, JD. So oh, we just oh, gave oh, you oh, even oh, more oh, work. Oh, I, oh, yeah, oh, I know. Oh. I got I have to fire up my new computer. That's what. That's gonna really get me doing that. Um. So sorry, JD. I know you're back there somewhere crying. Uh. We will be back though. Like I said, tomorrow. I think we might do a little Top Shot Hot Boys with Lee Ellis too, because they got some like vintage packs. Um. Pass uh. that that Trey and I bought eighty six, eighty seven. Like Lee's Lee's year that he got into basketball. Uh, with the 87 All-Star game. So we might do uh, some trivia with him around the Top Shot Hot Boys and ripping those packs. Might do that tomorrow morning. And then Alex Wong on the show, on No Dunks, to talk about eggnog and everything happened with the Raptors and his books and all that. And then we got no buns later in the week. We got no buffs. And we are oh so close to, you know, <laughs> what's going to be five to ten shows a week about the NBA. Uh and I'm not even kidding. Uh, yeah, it's going to get serious in a hurry. So subscribe and like and share the show and comment away and send in your questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Until yes. until we talk to you guys next time, Clipper Bro. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, eggnog has eggs in it. Embrace your nog. I was going to say it doesn't, but it does. Yeah, embrace that nog. (laughs) 